What's up, guys? Welcome back to Conquer with Court, a podcast, and welcome to episode two, Conquer Healthy Weight Loss in Combating Diet Culture. I'm so excited for this week's episode. Um, Today, I am joined by my cousin Stephanie, who has been on a weight loss journey for about seven or eight months, Um, so I'm so excited for you guys to hear all her tips and tricks and all the lessons she's learned and all the struggles she's had as well. I really wanted to get into this topic this week because I find for myself personally that at the beginning of the year there's so much pressure to start to lose weight and just to reinvent yourself and to change your lifestyle. And although that is definitely a good thing, it can often feel like a a hard thing for a lot of people. Um, So I just thought it'd be a great way to have that conversation. Um, Just two things real quick before we jump into the interview, which I'm so excited for you guys to hear, is um, that there will be conversations just a little bit around eating disorders and calories and macros and things like that. So if that is a trigger for you, this may not be the episode for you. I love you. I respect you. You can do it. Keep pushing. Keep healing. Keep fighting. Um, But this is probably not the best thing for you right now. Um, And if you are listening and you decide to still listen, please, please, please feel free to skip through those parts. I will not be offended, and I completely understand that. Um, Secondly, we did the interview on Zoom, um, so if anything sounds a little spotty at all, I'm, I'm pretty sure it sounds pretty together, but if anything sounds off, that is the reason. Unfortunately, we are still in this COVID world. I hope not for much longer. Um, It's getting really hard for me, guys. But that is the reality. Um, So without further ado, why don't I stop blabbing so we can just get into it? How are you? I actually, this is like, sounds crazy because as you guys know, because I just said we're cousins, but I have not seen her, I think since like October. Um, Yeah, definitely since my birthday, because, um, as you mentioned in your last podcast, we're from Massachusetts, just south of Boston. So um, towards the beginning of October, September, if anybody remembers, it's like people are opening up their bubbles a little bit. So Court and her fam came over for my birthday and we kind of sat on the deck. It was still pretty safe, but then um, everything closed down again and I haven't seen you since. And it was so sad. We like had... um thanksgiving and christmas on zoom which was different um (laughs) very different because those two holidays are really big in our family too so that was yeah and something to like emphasize that you kind of said in your last one is like when you say we were close and we grew up together we literally did like when my mom was working i was at your house or I would be picked up from school and dropped off at your house um, and either just hang out there or we went to some sort of play practice. Yes. Something like that or run around to different soccer events. Yes. And we were together every summer of our every entire lives. Summer. Yeah. I think until like very recently, until you moved to New York. Also, yeah, yeah Steph is from New York. <laughs> Yes, I currently live from New York, but she lives in New York. <laughs> yeah, I currently live in New York City. I'm a singer actress. Um, I just graduated my conservatory and 
decided to go back and work on my bachelor's, just like a lot of people are doing right now. And also that holds off student debt for a little bit. So that's nice. Oh, yeah, that's always good. Yeah, since I'm in grad school, I don't have to pay my student loans back. I think I did. I paid like two installments of it and then I started grad school. So I'm not excited. Because I was really excited to be like, oh, I'm going to get my degree and that's going to be really fun. And then I'm like, oh, no, six months after payments start and I'm not ready for it. Yes. Very scary. So you're at home right now. I'm at home. I came home for my winter break. And then my sister, my little sister's birthday is the end of January. And I haven't been home for one of her birthdays in three years. So I just decided to stay through her birthday. And then that weekend, I'll be back in New York City. Fun, fun. I know I usually play big sister on Sid's birthday. The past past two years, at least. (laughs) Definitely have. Uh, yeah so like in New York City I've seen so many like pictures and videos of it just being so empty and I've heard stories but like I feel you would know and you would do it justice (laughs) yeah definitely when it started and like everything crashed back in March it definitely felt empty Mm -hmm. um, and more like a ghost town because everything quite almost like everywhere else uh cities kind of went from being so head-on to nothing And that at first was like, whoa. But as the summer went on and everyone say it's New York isn't a ghost town right now. You just don't have the tourists, which as a New Yorker, in my opinion, I don't hate. As a worker, as a working actor, I don't like that because I want the tourists to come in so I can have a job. But um, as a New Yorker, just having residents around, it's great. I live in... um, a heavy immigrant neighborhood. I'm not going to say exactly where, but I live in a heavy immigrant neighborhood and um, everyone around me really just wants to get back to work or wants everything to go around. So everyone's being completely open and understanding. And obviously there's some big events that have um, taken place in New York, um, different protests or different events or marches like that. But other than that, it's ghostier than normal but I wouldn't say it's it's not dead at all yeah and that was really evident on the day that Biden was um elected as president-elect you just really saw New York come to life and honestly I'll remember that day for the rest of my life it was a beautiful thing yeah that I remember I don't know if you sent me it maybe like a TikTok or something I feel like Okay, I also just need to say this. I feel like the prime form of communication between me and Steph is through sending TikToks all day. That's just... Absolutely. It's just needed. But I think you sent me some, and it just, it was, oh, it was so beautiful how New York reacted. It was a very nice, you literally, 11 a.m. hit, and you hear music bumping, you hear people cheering, yelling everyone like goes out on the streets and just standing across from their neighbors or hanging out their windows and it was a sight to see they're going to make it into a movie I bet because it was that good of a sight that's amazing all right um so anyway as I've said before and as you've heard us chatting I am joined today um by my cousin Steph um I had asked her to come on this episode because she's kind of been on what I like to call a healthy weight loss journey for, I safely said eight months, but you can correct me if that it's been longer. 
Oh, um, I would say eight months since the decision, even though I can't think of a one day where it was kind of like, I'm going to lose weight. And I kind of thought that way. Um, cause it was more gradual at first and, um, I had some bumps in the road. So I would say more about five months from when I became serious about it, but eight months since, um, I started flirting with the idea of it. <laughs> I love, I love that word flirting with the idea. Yeah. That's fun. Um, yeah. So she's just doing it in such a healthy way. I feel like we've had so many conversations, just like, you know, all about the science of calories and all the science that goes into it too, which is stuff I don't understand at all. Yeah. And I'm sure she'll go into it, but she's been a beast picking up kickboxing. So <laughs> we're going to get into that later too, because that is just so interesting to me and so cool. Um, but I'm going to interview her on all of that um, and how much she's accomplished kind of through this. Um, so let you know what, we're just going to get into the interview. So let's let's do it. I'm ready. Yeah. Um, so my first kind of question here is um, what made you decide to finally change your lifestyle? If you could pinpoint like an exact moment or an exact situation or just what kind of made you go for it? Um, yeah, like I said before, there was never a distinct moment where I can think back to of where I was just like, okay, I'm going to lose weight. I think it was, um, I went to a conservatory for two years straight. So I went in the summer and it was full on 20 hours out of the day was dedicating my life to this. And through that, I lost some weight from the heaviest I've ever been. Um, I gained weight because of, um, a coping mechanism. Um, so I was never like stick skinny. I played sports my whole life, but something happened, um, some big T trauma and I used food as a crutch. Like some people do, some people don't. And that's when I really started to gain weight and I didn't recognize my size, I would say, until I went to this conservatory and I was forced, I was in dance classes and stuff and I was being more athletic than I had been in a while. So that kind of was my eyes opening to it. So we can say that mentally, that was a two-year journey, but I graduated from that in February and the pandemic happened. And like most people, I came back to my childhood home and I kind of just went for a run on Easter. It was a really bad run. I didn't like running. My knees hurt after it because I had terrible form. And I think that would be a slow start. I mean, I didn't do any really exercising for another week and a half after that, if I'm going to be honest. But that's a moment where I can say, like, I started doing it. And then May happens. And I'm kind of looking at honestly, different influencers online, because honestly, our phone listens to us and they heard that I went running. And so they started, yeah, so it started popping up on Instagram, (laughs) but not your influencers in the sense of drink this tea and you'll lose all your weight, like influencers who are promoting this really healthy living style. And I kind of was looking at it. And like I said, I went through a mental journey of recognizing where I was and kind of decided I don't want, I want to be healthy more than anything else. Like, yes, I want to lose weight. I'm an actor. Um, because of the world, I'm going to be moving into TV and film rather than just theater. So I need to look a certain way for that, but more than any of that, I just want to feel better. I want to be healthier. I want to 
sleep better at night. I want my skin to be better. I want just to be a healthier person and not to get too dark, but not have this weight on my shoulders of being like, I don't want to kill myself because I'm not being healthy. In a sense, not in a sense of self-inflicted, but as we all know, when you're not living a healthy lifestyle, whatever that degree is, there are health risks that go along with that. And I didn't want to go down that path either. So May is when that kind of started. And like I said, it's kind of like May, June was kind of like flip-flopping. I started running. Um, still don't really love running, but I like the idea of the accomplishments you get through running being like, okay, I ran, I finally ran a mile at like 10 minutes. Oh, I ran a mile at eight minutes or I ran my first 5k in under 45 minutes. I ran my first 5k in under 35 minutes. Those kind of accomplishments I liked while running, but not the best. So I, like I mentioned, I did a lot of self-education I looked at different forms of exercise, what works for certain body types, because let's be real, not all exercising works for everybody. A lot of people need low impact exercising. I'm personally not one of those people, but I know a lot of people that um, do. And so I looked into it, kind of discovered what worked with my body. I started doing some at-home weightlifting um, because I'm going to be honest, You can do all the cardio you want, but if you want, if your goal is a physique, um, you're not going to get that. You're not going to achieve that just through cardio. You need to grow strength because the more you grow your muscles, the more strength you get, the more natural um, fats and calories burn off. So that's how it works more. So you can't, so you can't, anything is something. I just want to throw that out there. I'm not saying that you have to do this, but from what I discovered, weight training plus cardio is the best way to go. So that's the way I took it. And like Court mentioned through this, I want to say end of July, uh, August, I found kickboxing with this company called Attack Fitness, which my longtime friend and coworker, Leah, brought me to. Cause I always wanted to do kickboxing. My mom would joke around being like, Oh, I did kickboxing with you. while I was pregnant. <laughs> and oh my so it might be a natural at it. And I was an athlete with still the majority of my life at this point, playing basketball, soccer, horseback riding. I was an athlete for a good portion of my life. So I was just like, you know what? Okay. I'm going with a friend. So social anxiety is a little subdued at this point. In, in attack fitness, I just walked in. It was the happiest place I think I've ever walked into because the environment there was just so positive. And every single person from the head coach to just a normal coach to the person on the mat beside you just wants the best for you. And we're all, the, everyone's struggling together through the workouts. Everyone's working together and it was the best environment. And I think that's what attracted me at first to continue it. And then once I worked on technique and stuff, it's just a sport slash form of exercise that I really grew to love. Um, I definitely like the fact that in their classes, they do um, a hit workout to warm up. And in that you're doing a lot of body weight exercises like squats, jump squats, hip thrusts and stuff like that. So it's not just pure punching and kicking the bag, even though let's be real. That's the most fun part. 
but that's kind of my journey into it per se. Um, that's how I got started and kind of still where I am today. Um, currently I'm going to kickboxing classes while I've been home, but the gyms are slowly opening up in New York slash have been open, but I'm a poor college student as we've covered. So paying for gyms in New York city is a little bit harder. And I've been trying to do outside workouts, even when it snowed, try my best that way anyways. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think kind of like the main reason I, you said something that just kind of made me think of this, but the main reason I wanted to like, kind of do this topic in this episode, I guess, um, is because you said something that ultimately you wanted to change your lifestyle because you didn't like the way you, that you felt personally. I see so much stuff about people thinking they need to look a certain way because of like beauty influencers or Instagram people or awful boys <laughs> but yeah. it's just that's just not the way to go about it and that's why I'm that's, um that's a journey and the thing that so like what's her name one of the Kardashians that just did a transformation body you know oh, her name. oh Chloe maybe yeah so Chloe Kardashian had this like revenge body show challenge or something like that and I like the idea of a revenge body to a certain extent because it motivates someone to get started. First of all, that show does a lot of unhealthy ways to do that. I'm not promoting their version of it. I'm just talking about the concept in general. Right. Um, but if breaking up with someone, they dumped you, they cheated on you, you look at an influencer and you're like, I want to be that confident in a bikini whether it is, I want to lose weight to look good. I want to gain muscle to look good. I need to gain weight to look good because it's not healthy living. Isn't just about weight loss. It's also about weight gain for a lot of people. I just personally have never struggled with gaining weight, yeah, but yeah. there are people out there who do. That kind of runs in the family, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. But for some people it's about weight gain. And right. if that picturesque or the physique is what gets you started amazing because it's getting you started as long as you're as long as it's going over what we're talking about and again I'm going to emphasize I'm not a licensed professional this is strictly my own experience and my own research but as long as it's getting you moving in a healthy way you're starting and for most of those stories that I've read blogs about there becomes a switch in it where this person stops making a revenge body towards another person and starts doing it for themselves. Right. And that's what, that's the switch that commonly happens. And that's what makes it sustainable. So the key to any healthy living is always sustainability. And if you can get to that point, kind of whatever starts you there is what starts you there. As long as something toxic that started you there isn't your motivation. Because if I'm going to be completely honest, a real healthy living lifestyle, you cannot, and I emphasize, you cannot rely on motivation. Mm. It might be good for the first five days, two weeks, month, depending on the person. But you're going to get to a point where you're not losing First of all, it's not healthy to lose like 20 pounds in a week. Yeah. That's not healthy and that's not sustainable. 
but you're going to get to a point where mentally, and it's happened to me multiple times, or it's just like, my weight's plateaued again. I'm in a weight plateau right now, actually. My weight, my weight's plateaued again. What am I going to do? Is this even worth it? Is this just who I am? So you can't rely on motivation because it's not always going to be there. You got to rely on routine and you got to rely on that consistent routine to be like, it's weird if I don't get up and go for a walk this morning. It's weird if I don't get up and make my fajita omelet for breakfast. You know what I mean? Right, right. And I think that's something, I don't know if I've talked about this ever on the podcast, but my dad, Stephanie's uncle, went on a massive weight loss journey, I think about three years ago now. And I find now, like just living with him back at home, that everything he does is a routine. It's at the same exact time every single day. And it used to frustrate me. But now that I talk to Steph about things, I've come to realize that there's kind of a reason for that. And that's probably what they do teach you and what you do read about and educate yourself on. So yeah, it's all about routine. And you have to almost rely on that. I hate the word rely, but I'm going to use it for lack of a better word, but rely on that routine more than motivation and more than internal motivation and external motivation. Because sadly, most of the people that you, that love you and care about you, even though they may support you through this journey, they won't completely understand it. And no other person that's going on a weight loss journey will completely understand it as much as you of what you're going through because it's an individual experience. You can get professional help. You can go see a nutritionist. You can go see um, a personal trainer. You can go see your coach and they can coach you through that and they're going to support you. I hope that everyone supports you in your life, but there's going to be moments where it's going to be like my partner, my mom, my roommate has ice cream in the freezer every night. And it's just such a trigger for me, but you can't expect everyone to up and change their life just because you did. And that's really hard. And that's the men- that's part of the mental aspect of it. And that's something to learn to live with. And it's going to really stink. I don't want to make healthy living, switching to healthy living sound like a miracle worker where it's like, oh, it's everything is just kale and celery and it's amazing. <laughs> That's not the truth. Yeah. My roommates would be like, let's go to pizza. And I'm like, oh, I really want to, but I can't. But I want to in the sense of I want to join on the fun. But I have found a lot of substitutions. For example, for pizza, I make pita pizzas. Yeah. Instead of just ordering pizzas out. And I'm not going to lie, I don't know if it was subconscious, but a lot of our roommate pizza nights have now turned into pita pizzas night because everyone just, it honestly tastes great in my opinion. And now I really don't, and this is another thing, once you eat healthier, you don't like a lot of the things you used to eat. Like I don't like bought pizza because it's really too greasy for me and it doesn't make me feel good. That's not saying that everyone's going to feel that way. And if you want to eat pizza, honestly, it's about eating what you want to eat. But I choose not to eat it being like, I don't, I know it's not going to make me feel good. It might feel good for two seconds, but even five minutes afterwards, it's not going to make me feel good. So I'd rather make my pita pizza and go out for Froyo or Sherbert sometime. Because another big thing about weight loss is you need to pick a sustainable, healthy diet where I would say it's like an 80-20 or 90-10, whatever you want to do, eating 
really clean 80% of the time and then allowing yourself to have a slice of birthday cake, to go for drinks with your friends, to do all that stuff. Cause healthy living is all about living. It's not about con- just constricting yourself to the point of that's all you do. You're only eating cashews and you're not happy. That's not what it's about. If you like cashews, eat cashews, like by all means, but don't like, you can say no sometimes, but if there comes a night when every granted, this is COVID world, stay inside. But when it's not COVID world, if there's a night where all your friends are going out, go out. You can make those substitutional choices being like, oh, I'd really like to have this really sugary margarita or something, but I'm just going to have a red wine instead because that's what I'm into. That's perfectly fine. If you just want water, it's fine. If you want to have that sugary margarita and you went for that run this morning or you, you got up and moving, you just walked around, have it because you're already eating healthy 80 to 90% of the time. Yeah. So it's one thing is not going to completely turn it over, but it's when you constantly restrict yourself 24 seven, that's when you get the cravings and you have what people call a cheat day where they eat 20,000 calories in a day, right. which is just going to drain your body. So instead of having your cheat days, and I don't even label it as cheat. I don't label it as cheat. I don't label it as treat. It's what I want to eat when I want to eat it. Right. And that's actually perfect. Cause that segues into my next question really well. I just wanted to kind of have you go over what you typically will eat in a day. And for everyone listening, this don't go out and buy these exact meals and only eat them all the time. (laughs) Like what Steph was just saying, like eat when you want to eat. For me, restricting is never the way to go. And that's been something that's really hard for me is I can get a little bit restrictive at times when I'm like in a motivation period is what I call them because I have not been able to (laughs) fully um, kind of get into a healthy lifestyle or uh, change my lifestyle. But when I do get in those motivational periods, um, kind of restricting is something I really struggle with. So yeah, Steph, if you just kind of share what you typically like to eat in a day and some of that stuff. Yeah. um, Yeah. You kind of touched on it. Great. Eating food is such a sticky relationship just like parental relationships can be tricky or partners or friends it's just because it's not an animal in the sense that it's not a human doesn't mean it can't be a difficult relationship and doesn't mean it can't be a two-way relationship which I think isn't touched on enough eating isn't a one-way relationship it's a two-way relationship Um, I eat this thing because I like the way it tastes so that, and I, but it also is making me feel good or something like that. So yeah. Also the thing about eating, and if we're going to talk specifically about weight loss, but this also kind of goes with a healthy weight gain, um, and calories can be triggering to some people. So if that is triggering to you, I do not advise this method whatsoever. Um, If calories are triggering to you, just find whole nourishing foods that work best for you. And that honestly you like, I know some, when I went on this journey, my dad was like, oh yeah, I'm going to hop on with a kid, but he doesn't always like the same food I do. Like I 
love smoothies. I've been obsessed with smoothies forever. Court knows because how many times over the summer did we FaceTime and I was making a smoothie? Every I love every day. every day. I have one every day. I love smoothies. My dad doesn't like smoothies at all. Totally fine. Totally fine. So I'm going to talk about calories for a minute. And if that's triggering for you, just skip ahead. Yeah. So you don't have to listen to it. It's perfectly fine. Right. But so um, I knew that weight loss had something to do with calories in, calories out. So I was just like, all right, I'll eat 1,200 calories a day starting now. And this was at the very beginning. And I was like, I'm going to completely switch over and it's going to be that. And then I'm not going to lie. I lost 15 pounds at first. And then my weight plateaued for a month and a half to two months. And I was like, what's going on? I'm doing everything that I saw online. And I sought out professional help, meaning I can't, there's something that's going on that I can't personally get. I haven't gone to school for this. I'm not trained in this. I'm going to seek out professional help. And so I went to go see a nutritionalist who I love. Her name is Kim. She's the best. Um, and also, um, for everyone out there, nutritionalists sometimes like, um, take insurances so you don't have to pay a copay. Yes. Um, so mine personally, it worked out great because I researched this woman. I liked her vibe. I called her up. She's like, Oh, what's your insurance? I gave it to her. She sent the information back. She's like, you have no copay. Great. Amazing. Wish that happened with every kind of appointment I had through insurance. (laughs) Honestly. But so I went to go see her and I was telling her how active I was. I found kickboxing at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was looking at me and she's like, you're not eating enough. I'm like, I'm not eating enough. I'm trying to lose weight. What do you mean I'm not eating enough? She's like, you are overly restricting yourself, especially based on the amount of exercise you're doing in a day. And I, my mind was blown. I was like, so you're saying for me to lose weight at a healthy weight to make this sustainable, I need to eat more and I will still be in a calorie deficit. And she was like, yes, I'm not going to give that number now because I don't want anybody to base their self off of me. Um, I know some influencers that do that. And I really am really against it because there's, even if you say, don't base yourself off of me, there's still people that do it. So I'm not giving you my calorie numbers. I'm not giving you my macro numbers, anything like that. Just know I have them and they work for me. Mm-hmm. But so I got on this little machine. I don't know what the machine's called. It's like a full body machine that calculates um, how much you weigh, but how much you weigh and what your percentage is in lean muscle, what your percentage is in fat, how much um, water weight you're holding on. And most importantly, it, not most importantly, but what I was focused on is it told me my resting meta- metabolic rate. And for those of you who don't know, that's the uh, amount of calories your body burns off in a resting state. And again, I'm not giving that number, but what I can tell you, it was significantly higher than 1200 calories. Um, Also to give people who have never seen me, don't know me, I'm five, eight, so I'm tall. Yes. (laughs) So again, this isn't going to be, that's why I'm not giving my numbers. Everything is different for everybody. I'm been taller than Courtney since I was five years old and she's like four years older than me. Yep. It's really so, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm just tall. So first of all, my resting metabolic rate was higher. I was like, okay, so I need to eat that many calories a day. And she went, no, because you're also, that's just, that's how many calories you're burning at rest. So you need to daily movement. You might burn this many calories, but how many calories are you exercising with a day? And the number keeps getting higher. And so then I got a number much higher than 1200 and I started eating in that and it was still a calorie deficit and I was eating more throughout the day. And that was hard at first because even before this started, when I was in school dance, doing three different dance classes a day, I would eat one meal a day or something like that, feeling like, oh, not sometimes not think about it in the sense that like I forget to eat, which yeah. I'm going to be honest is still something I'm working on. And I know a ton of people could be working on that. I know people who, I know people personally who work on that. It's like, you're so busy, you forget to eat. And that's something I also talked to my nutritionist about. And she's like, so do you schedule out your day to do school? I'm like, yeah, of course. Do you schedule out your day to do work? Yeah, of course. Do you schedule in your exercises? Of course. Scheduling your eating. Wow. She's like meal prep and schedule in your eating. Yeah. So that getting back to this routine we're talking about, you have a routine that starts from this and soon you're not going to need to set those reminders. So that's kind of the whole thing about calories. I mentioned macros really quickly. A lot of people don't know what macros are. That is um, the grams of carbs, fats, and, oh, what's the other one? Carbs, fats, and <laughs> science. Carbs, carbs, fats, and like that, but not carbs in general. And honestly, if it is at no cost to you or at little cost, I'd really advise reaching out to a professional of some sorts. Mm -hmm. just to run this by them. And honestly, most of the stuff I'm talking about, I learned on my own. Like I said, I read doctorate articles. I watched a thousand different videos, but I took little things from each videos. I never once, um, like for example, there's a fitness influencer that I really like. Her name is Mari Fitness. But I don't take everything she says as a Bible. Right. You know what I mean? It's you take kind of what you see as the medium for all these influencers or Mari in particular doesn't have any kind of licensing. in. So I see what she says. And then I go to someone else who is licensed and has a degree to show for it or training to show for it and be like, oh, they're saying the same thing as her and stuff like that. Being like, oh, but he says this and she says this. And really look at what does best for you. There's no one way to look at health and be like, this is one, two, three, how I should do something. Yeah. If that makes sense. So yeah, just eat what you want when you want. I'm really a big, big fan of intuitive eating because that's something that, like I said, I've never been diagnosed with an eating disorder or anything like that, not claiming to. But I am, like I said, I had a really bad relationship with food and I'm still trying to mend that. And that's a journey in itself. It is, yeah. And one of those things is to eat when I want to eat and when I'm hungry, don't finish it. Just put it in a container and save it for later. I'm a 
big fan of making a meal. And if I don't want the whole thing, put it in Tupperware and eat it tomorrow. Yeah. Put the rest in Tupperware. That's what I'm a really big fan of. And just be careful of the diets that they put out there. There's some things that work, some things that don't work. Some things are just money grabbers. Um, A big one that's kind of going around is fasting. And what I learned from fasting is if you are a non-active person to a certain extent, fasting could work for you. You might not need to wake up in the morning and eat a big breakfast. I know I personally, I just said, I work, I like to wake up in the morning, I'll drink some water and I'll go work out. Technically that pushes my first hour of eating back. And I guess you could say that's some form of fasting or whatever, but like with a lot of things, I don't like putting a label on it like that. I'm just eating healthy and eating when I want to eat. Yeah. The only thing about fasting that concerns me is I definitely have struggled with like some binge eating in the past. Um, And I feel like if you don't eat for much of the day and then you have this window to eat, I feel like you could end up gaining weight. Oh yeah. It's so fasting doesn't mean you only in a certain window and then you just eat whatever you want, how much you want. Right. It's still the same rules that apply when you're eating healthy, no matter what it's still reaching your macros, reaching your calories, not going over, not going under, still eating nutritionally balanced food. You can't not eat for 16 hours a day and just eat a sleeve of Oreos and call it a day. That's not how it works. And that's what I found is toxic. So um, that's why I'm just saying, be careful. Um, If you're mentally unprepared to do the physical part, I would say work on the mental part first. Because if you try to jump in with the physical part, your mental health, if it's compromised in any way, shape or form in the sense that you are unhappy, your uh, happiness levels aren't up there, the serotonin isn't through the roof, not that it ever needs to be completely through the roof, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You can't, if you go in it with such a negative mind, it could be harmful is what I'm saying. It could be really dangerous. Um, and that's sometimes I've done it and it has been dangerous sometimes, but right now I'm trying to do it in a way that's not dangerous and I've seen a lot of success through it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I just have a few more questions here. Of course. Um, So just something I'm wondering, what would you say has changed the most about your life? Like in these past eight months if you could pick like I know so much has changed obviously but one like if you could pick the biggest thing what would you say um I mean we were just talking about those those serotonin levels they're much higher than they've been in a while and obviously that's kind of crazy to think about because the world we're living in right now serotonin is almost hard to find. And I know I'm talking about it. Like it's something that you could pick up at the park. I know that's not the case. I'm not. But sometimes it feels that way. <laughs> sometimes it feels that way. You're right. And like I said, kickboxing has just made me so happy. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, I think that's because I found a community and to find this community, I think has been one of the most important parts of it because 
even in a pandemic, I didn't feel so alone. It was something I look forward to every single day. I look forward to seeing these people's faces. I looked forward to going on our Facebook page and hearing people's stories. So I really suggest you go out there and you find yourself a community of some sort. I have been also, I've been diagnosed with insomnia Mm. uh, a while ago. So I've always had trouble sleeping. Not going to lie, these past couple months, I've had some good night sleeps. I really have. And that's something I never thought would happen. I never thought I had terrible, terrible acne, like really pain, like not just I'm embarrassed to go outside, like it hurt. My skin minus some scars has almost completely cleared up. Like I have one pimple on my chin right now. And that's because we're getting to that time. You know what I mean? Right. And we're on Zoom right now and I can't even see it. So I don't even know what she's talking about. It's it's probably like minuscule. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going down now. Yeah. So, but that's fine. And um, that also came from drinking water. That's if you have to take anything away from what I'm saying, hydrate yourself. Courtney has been sipping water this whole time and I'm loving it. Yeah. Um, I actually, from the very beginning, I started with drinking water because Courtney was doing the gallon a day challenge. Remember when that was a huge thing? Yes. I don't know if I ever talked about this, maybe on, um, the last podcast I had, but the gallon a day challenge, like that was like, I, I never felt better. Honestly. It's weird. Cause you're getting so much water in, but you're less bloated. Um, yeah. I think that has a big thing to do with my skin. I, it, I still drink around a gallon of water a day. I'm not doing the gallon of water day per challenge per se, Mm -hmm. but that's what I'm used to. Like we're talking about routine. I like it. Um, I bring my 32 ounce water bottle to kickboxing, which is a 50 minute class. I finish it in that class and I just hydrate throughout the day. And honestly, I used to be a person that really likes soda and now I never reach for it. Yeah really don't. I really enjoy water. And I honest to God, even when I was a healthy athlete in high school, never thought that was going to be me. Never thought I was going to be a water person. Um, yeah, water and walking great place to start. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So those are all my questions for the interview. Um, but I am kind of welcoming our first segment here. Um, Ooh, for, um, uh, for kind of best products for healthy weight loss um, or eating or um, intuitive eating or anything. So I'll shut up and let Steph tell you um, her favorite product she's kind of found over the years. Um, so earlier I talked about my green drink I have in the morning that the one I specifically use and the collagen is from Bloom Nutrition, um, which I talked about Mari Fitness too. That was her, um, that's her business. Um, I don't get all the supplements on there. It's just, this is something that I have found. I really enjoyed. It tastes good. I see positive results from it. It's not hindering me in a way. So bloom nutrition is my green drink I have in the morning. Um, this has nothing to do with consumption of food or exercise, but something I've come to love is the CeraVe face moisturizer. Yes. I have mine over there. I have mine over there. It's amazing. And I gave a lot of the credit, like I said, to my skin clearing up from my healthy eating, from my water intake. But 
there's some, a skincare routine is vital for having healthy skin, but having healthy mind. It's something, there's something very, very soothing about, um, having a skincare routine and this moisturizer in particular all day, just feel great about it. Especially like I'm not really wearing makeup right now because I'm not going anywhere. And my job does require a lot of makeup. So to stay hydrated and stuff when I do my self tapes is wonderful. Yes. Um, the other two things I don't have a specific brand for because I don't want to have people pay an arm and a leg for something that I specifically wanted to invest in and pay an arm and a leg. You don't need to. One of them is resistant bands. They're good for at home workouts. They're also good for stretching and they're just, there's a lot of them that are honestly, aren't that inexpensive. I have, um, a set that was $15, but I also have a set that was like, maybe like $48. And can I tell the difference in them? Yes. Um, but if you want to just get the 1599, 1099 ones, I, it's just a great tool to have and you don't need to pay, um, hundred dollars for dumbbells or anything for at-home workouts. That's just when we said getting started, it's a great thing to get started with. This other thing is an indulgement no matter what, but a, I have a portable back massager oh that I got for Christmas <laughs> and I absolutely love it. I don't just use it on my back. I come home from kickboxing when my girl Heather kicks my butt and <laughs> my quads are hurting. I put them on my quads. Um, Yeah. That's awesome. My mom had one. So that's how I knew about it. And that's why it's kind of, it was like my big Christmas present from my, my mom and my dad. And I really, really love it. It's my favorite thing in the world. So if you want to invest in that, see the thing about it is, like I said, I'm a poor college student, probably would never have bought it myself, but I didn't have a lot that I needed for Christmas, but I wanted this. So I just threw it out there and I was like, you know what? Here, here it is in the universe. Let's manifest it a little bit. Love and then that. my mom was like, what do you want for Christmas? I was like, well, you know what? Could get one of those back massagers. Um, so that's more of an investment. But again, if you don't want to do an investment, get some rollers. Don't want to get rollers? Get a pack of tennis balls. Yeah. Awesome. They're just awesome for rolling yourself out and loosening yourself out. Cause definitely from exercising, I mean, I am not that flexible of a person naturally. Um, it's just something that's easy for me to wind down. I don't know what I'm doing kickboxing right now, but there's something happened where my back is being sore. Mm-hmm. So it helps with that. So love the back massager. If you can afford it, great. If not get a tennis ball. Yeah. Love it. So Steph, kind of just final thoughts, final wisdom, any final, you know, I guess you, you have said kind of the first thing you should do is drink water and walk, which I think is really, really great advice. Start small. Start, start there. small. Yeah, definitely start small. Don't go hitting it out the bag of white meat in your diet rather than red meat or something like that. Start with something slow, maybe add something once a week, once every other week. Don't do everything at once. It's a marathon, not a sprint. 
Yeah, and you don't have to... I feel like what I see a lot in the media is all this stuff. Lose this amount of weight in two months. Lose this amount of weight in five months. It's like no one said you had to hit your goal weight and be done with your entire weight loss journey in a year. You can keep going for years and years. So yeah, maybe it is a small step like I'm gonna not have soda or and then the and then a month later it's well I'm gonna switch to like you said whole wheat bread oh now I'm gonna start going to the gym once a week now I'll go to the gym twice a week like you you are allowed to create your own pace yeah of course and especially if if you really want to lose weight and it's something and it's a journey you want to take to make sure you to be the healthy version of you you want it to be sustainable so whatever you do look for sustainability losing 20 pounds in a week isn't sustainable. What's sustainable is losing, I don't know, even as low as a pound a week. Yeah. If you want to do that, maybe not, maybe losing a pound every two weeks, maybe it's losing five pounds in three weeks, whatever is sustainable for you. And you can continue this way of eating and this method of exercising of movement of lifestyle for the foreseeable future for the rest of your life. So Thanks so much, Steph, for coming on. Of course. Thanks for having me. I love the pod. Yes. There's a lot of good stuff in here, um, good conversations, and we will definitely have Steph on next. And let us know if you are making steps to starting your own weight loss journey because Steph definitely wants to hear. Oh, of course. Um, On the Insta, on everything. Talk about a positive community. I'll be your positive community. DM me. (laughs) yes girl I will drop her at so you all can do that do it thank you all so much for listening to this episode and listening today Um, that was my first guest my first interview that was a big deal Um, and it was so fun I loved creating that and we touched on it a little bit but um, me and my cousins um, we grew up creating together Um, we're all we were all in theater we're all singers. Um, we're all creators. My brother's in film school. I was I was a writer. Steph shared that she um, is an actress. We're all creators, and it really just filled my cup up to be able to engage and create again with her. Um, and I really needed that these days because things have been feeling hard um, just with the pandemic and everything else going on in the world. Um, so that was really great. Um, And I hope you were able to feel something too, wherever you are in your journey with your body. Um, I hope you were able to connect to what we were sharing. Um, Next time I put out an episode, um, and that will be in two weeks, I will be doing a series of what I like to call a mental health check. Um, I have so many tips and tricks and things like that that I'm just dying to share (laughs) with the world because they have really changed my life and shaped how I have changed um, over the past couple of years. Um, So I'm excited to get into that. The first topic is going to be journaling, um, kind of a one-on-one how-to starter pack type thing. Um, So please tune into that and I can't wait to share that with you. Remember to follow me on Instagram if you haven't yet. And my Instagram is conquer.pod. All of my content and material and updates and stuff like that is on there. Um, So that's the best place to find out what's going on with the pod and what we're talking about. But 
thank you so much again for listening today and i say and i will see you guys soon love you <laughs>